Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Cats will take a lot of days off these days. Both. Both ways. Like, it's my turn. Take me a little day off. I don't got no food, though. just want to. You and Ashley kill each other. I'm the buffer. I'm the buffer. You are. You are. Are you ready? Right, I can't. Right, can, can I get on? Can I? Can we get blog? Can we do a oh, blog okay. talk thing? My bad, Chief. All right, you good? Let's go. Hold on. Man, they. <laughs> you do watch talk. the game, yo. Nah, blog talk started without us. Oh, oh. Welcome, welcome, welcome to your blackest hour. Your blackest hour on the now, Mr. Brown. And I'm KP. And we're back. And I guess we got to go ahead and dress. Yeah, this is a two-man weave tonight. It's a two-man weave. And then everybody going to be all... Like, yo, she's a busy lady. Like, I'll commend her on how busy she is uh, being, like, great at whatever she's doing because she travels way more than I, I don't she, travels, she travels way more than everybody. Yeah, you know. But, uh, but yeah, but she's missed. And... Yeah, comment so if you want to talk to ash she there yeah yeah just, yeah hit her up in there hit her up in the comments like right. she's already the, Look, already expressing her back is more <laughs> we already losing we already losing viewers yeah like that's crazy man how does that how does that I work what, i like to think you know like somewhat of you know some you know some eye candy for somebody you know like <laughs> maybe that, Hey, that just don't work. No, no, like I've been working out, like you know, like yo. But like, I, I, it is what it is. But yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing wrong here? Because you know, we used to get like some pretty good, 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 pretty good ratings. Yeah, I know <laughs> when it was just us. Yeah. So that in this mug, and yeah. now it's all, all, all whatever. Now the world changed. Maybe, maybe we should put out a poll. What we could do. <laughs> right, when she's not here <laughs> to make uh, our cue rating <laughs> better. Cause we are, we are right. Yeah, we're trying. So, blackest moment. Let's go go and hit that. Oh, you, already, you already know what my blackest moment is. I'm, I'm sneaking and I'm looking at scores and stats. <laughs> this has been a this has been a better week for my alma maters. Like, uh, my high school alma mater uh, just won state championship in Louisiana. Shout out Scotlandville Magnet High School Hornets. When I was there, they were the Eagles, but Eagles, Hornets, it's all the same thing. We beat Brother Martin, one of those little sorry schools from New Orleans, in the championship <laughs> game. I would like to take this opportunity to troll everybody I from New like Orleans. You would have talked back. Like, yo, troll you everyone from New Orleans. You can't celebrate your, your team's victory. I mean, I, I have to celebrate. I celebrate my team's victory, but I have to put down people, too, in the, in the process. It's only, it's only right and for the first time since 1996, the University of New Orleans Privateers are dancing in the tournament. They're actually playing right now against Mount St. Mary's in, in one of the first four um, NCAA tournament games. So shout out to everybody that's out there that's UNO proud, that Bill, 
UNO Proud, Go Blue, Go Hornets, Go Eagles, Go Privateers. Like, this has just been a great – and seeing the pride. So, I routinely wear um, – I routinely wear, like, my alma mater shirts and stuff like that. That um, – uh, like I I I I routinely wear it, and I always hope that somebody is going to like jump out and say, "Oh my goodness!" Like the yeah, you went to the University of New Orleans, so did I, and they don't. I'm not gonna lie to you. I never even heard of University of New Orleans until you went to it. Like Man. I had never heard of it. I'm like, oh, New Orleans has a university, huh. but I also never heard of University of the District of Columbia either until yeah. I moved here. So. So, I'm drinking out of a red cup, just to you know that that old college get that old college feeling, and and I'm supporting my school right now. So go privateers, um, UNO proud. Uh, in class 04, end up being like class 05 and a half. Uh-huh. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, well, I'll say my blackest moment. I'll give a shout out to to Ash. Uh, because she she was there when we experienced Blackest Moment. Um, for those out there, I don't know if y'all know that there's a new craze around called Escape Rooms, where it almost sounds downright genius, where I invite people over to the building, I lock them in a room, and they got to figure out how to get out of that room in an hour. So are there, are there different themed rooms? So it's like, yeah, can you escape yeah. from like different types of, it's like a pharaoh room? Or yeah, like, yeah, they had, they had uh, Sherlock Holmes, Murder, Room they had, they had some ones had a Teenage Mutant Turtle themed room. I don't know what that's about. Uh, they got ghost room and dungeon rooms. Uh, we went to a lost temple, try to relive like maybe I could have once beat the legends of the hidden temple. Are you a uh, blue barracuda or uh, <laughs> silver monkey, man? Silver monkey, I, I don't you. know. Maybe a purple parrot, purple parrot, blue barracuda. <laughs> we named all of them. Huh? Oh, what's that? Turquoise iguanas, no orange iguanas, <laughs> man. Just like throw stuff out. So we went to Red Jaguar. Red Jaguar. I can't remember. Okay. Well, look, 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 we look gotta it up. So we went up to this uh the escape room, and it's a diverse crew. Us uh, ten of us. There's uh mainly black black people, but black and brown folk, and we go to try to um, figure out how to get out this room. Now, the man, before we even started, was like, yo, the secret to getting out the room is teamwork. Teamwork, teamwork, teamwork. And he was like, yo, he said so many times, it must be important. We get to the final, like, clue. Like, you can see the key to get out the room. It's behind this sheet of plexiglass next to this uh, golden statue. And we figured out all the clues. And we see a handprint on one side of the room and a handprint on the other side of the room. It was like, yo, we got the clues. I think we got both touch these handprints, and we'd be straight. I touch one, my man touch one, nothing happened. All right, maybe we got to do it at the same time. One, two, three. Nothing happened. All right, let's do it again. And we like, we can't figure out. Maybe we ain't do the puzzle right. The man comes in after we lose and was like, yo, let me show you how to do this. And he does a little puzzle. Like, yeah, we did that. We did that. All right, now I touch the panel. Like, yeah, we did that. We did that. Now hold hands. I'm like, nah, son. We would have oh. never got out of this goddamn room, man. What if so? If you was there, if 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 it just happened to be like, oh, I see. This this is why we gotta have Ashley on the show because like then the misogyny and, <laughs> and, and the homophobia and all the other stuff just comes just rears the ugly head. I don't, I don't well, know if it's misogyny so or homophobia. Well, I just well, don't. 
when, 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 like when, when Ashley's here, you'll like find a way to like say it, <laughs> where it doesn't sound like homophobia, but it sounds like really like homophobia. Well, I want to hold hold a dude. Yeah, nah, man. Let's go yeah, hold my hand. hand. I want to hold We praying? Man. Is it Thanksgiving? Man, why? Why? All right, so you have to be praying for you to hold another man's hand? That's terrible. Yes. Wow. Yes, I do. When, when's the last time you just held a man's hand? Just outright. Why? Why are we holding hands for? Like, uh. And you're not praying. There's no reason why you should be holding a man's <laughs> hand <laughs> and you're not praying. Uh, There's no purpose. You can't think of anything. To get out of an escape room. <laughs> to, get out, to get out of an escape room, I will hold a man's hand. But we, what, if it, is, what if it was a real escape room right here? Yeah, you know, we wouldn't escape because I wouldn't have thought that all the way through. Maybe if it was more than an hour. But we was down to like five minutes left. We was like, we figured out every single clue we could figure out. And we literally like, yo, did we not do the puzzle right? Because you had to like light up this joint. And had to put the right symbol. So it wouldn't even open up because y'all weren't holding hands? Because we'd be in connect the circuit. I understand how it works because we got to connect the circuit from that one panel to the others using our bodies. But I wasn't so thinking was about it. So the guy monitoring you and he's like watching he, y'all? He was, through a camera. Oh, that's just, I, I'll <laughs> never do that. I was like, it was really fun. So like, if I get a chance to do it again, I got to think more out the box and out of my cultural norms. As well, like, like now all my solutions now, every time I go to the skate room, like, yo, man, hold my hand, bro. You know, I've been <laughs> sitting here like this whole time thinking, like, when is it pertinent for two guys to just hold hands? Huh. Are you dying? <laughs> yeah, like hospital. Like your last, last breath. Definitely. Like, um, like, yo, you're praying or you're dying. I don't see any other purpose to hold your hand. No, I, I mean, I mean, what are we doing now? Oh, 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 we jumped out of a plane. <laughs> okay, what, what are we doing that? I'm a link in this chain and it will not be broken here thing. <laughs> we link it on. Take, <laughs> takes us into a whole nother. That can, that can walk us right into the whole Bernie Sanders <laughs> yeah, 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 movie if we wanted to jump right into We can. That's Ash's black moment was the Bernie Sanders movie. And, you no, know, I, I watched it. You watched it twice. <laughs> I yeah I mean I I, I had to because like I have some real so I have some real good takeaways from the Bernie Sanders movie. It remind me of can, can, should I do my non Greek? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We'll, because like me watching it, my whole time was thinking like, why the hell would I allow someone to do that to me? Like like I and now so I don't know what parts are exaggerated what parts aren't. And I was like, you know, certain things like, yo, you want me to endure? I expect I the paddle. I expect the paddle because I've seen uh, school days uh-huh. and all that. And, like, I got enough family members to paddle the stuff on walls. And I'm like, okay, that's a given. <laughs> but but you just going to spit on me? And I'm going to think that's cool? I'm going to eat this dog food? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's more like a fear factor type thing. I could get over that. But then just to whoop my ass and I can't do anything See, about think... it. Like, <laughs> like, like, that's the thing. Like, what does this, does this make me want to be your brother at Here's the end the... of the day? Like, I, I, like, I hate you now. Here's Why? the thing. It, okay, so it, it, all right, so let me preface this by saying. Oh, should so, we even say that Burning Sands is a movie Bernie, on Right, one, Burning Sands is a movie on Netflix uh, about a uh, about a hazing incident, because I'm going to call it what it was. Like, it was uh, 
a grand hazing incident at a at a you know fictitious school set out in Virginia. Was it um, Virginia? We have to figure out what state it was. I, I looked at the credits that day. Oh, it's in Virginia. Virginia. Right. It, was, it was in Virginia, so it was probably like Hampton or, or some Virginia. Yeah. One, one of those colleges. Fake um, that too. But anyway, go ahead. So then let me also preface it by saying the organization that I joined is a non-hazy, non-pledging fraternity. So a lot of those things are here that I'm about to comment on about <laughs> are this is all my imagination of what some of those things could be like <laughs> and not necessarily anything that I experienced as a member of a black Greek letter organization because these mm-hmm. are these mm-hmm. are things that I I saw and maybe that I didn't see but you know that I have uh, like created these narratives about and maybe fantasize about uh, uh, <laughs> Good you. Quit <laughs> so I know I just gotta carry I gotta carry the legal use because uh, because uh, you know it's hashtagged in this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so That's from true. what I saw, one, I I I saw all of the backlash about people talking about and there was a couple comments in here, people talking about, oh, it didn't show the brotherhood side and all that other stuff. Yeah, that, that part bothered me. The other part that bothered me was the disorganization of that whole process. Uh, people' lives are at stake. There, there's a lot of trust that goes in um, both ways, back and forth, when you are allowing yourself to be pledged or be a part of a, a hazing incident. So there's a lot of there's a lot of trust and stuff that has to go into it. Um, therefore, with that trust, there needs to be a certain level of organization that comes with it. I did not see that in the movie. Other thing, uh, people were talking about how it didn't show the, the good side of fraternities and sororities. I mean, like, how many times do you need to see the good side of fraternities and sororities? It's out there. Everybody knows the good side of fraternities and sororities. Everybody knows what they did. These guys did, like, uh, breast cancer stuff that they were doing. They were doing car washes. They were doing a lot of other things on, on campus that would denote the service function of it. Uh, so now, now let me dive in and unpack the, the hazing part. So... So definitely, so so definitely feel like the the definitely feel like the hazing part was uh, was a little bit uh, was a little bit over the top. Uh, a lot of things that were going on just did not just did not see it, did not did not did not experience it. Um, none of, none of the sort. So I I question a lot of that. However, I think it brought to light that when a process a process is that disorganized, this is what happens. Um, somebody dies, and um, in my organization, the chapter that I came through, you know, we were very emphatic about stating um, how many has anybody ever lost a brother or a sibling. Uh, to like a senseless act, and very few people will raise their hand. And then we would say, "Well, how many of you guys are comfortable with calling someone's parent and telling them that you love this fraternity so much that you killed their child?" And and no one ever raised their hand when it came to that. Um, as it should. So so with those as the backdrop of how you approach that whole process and that whole thing, that's what. That's what has to happen. Uh, you have to approach it that way. If you don't, then you know, then you get hospital visits. Um, shout out, Malik. I'm glad. I'm glad you talked about. Malik. That's sad. 
that you thought about me when you saw Bernie Sands. Uh, the brown cow has speckled spots. Uh, <laughs> but but my other thing is, like, all of this backlash about Bernie Sands, about it not showing, I think that's stupid. I think anybody who is more concerned about how they didn't show the fraternities and sororities in a positive light and how when the, the point of this movie was to tackle the issue about hazing, then I think that's that's disingenuous, that's wrong, and I probably wouldn't allow you to haze my kids because you're you're the exact person that'll be like, well, everybody went through this, and this is about the brotherhood, and this is about, and it's not, it's bigger than that. It's still at the end of the day, like you said, you want these people to be your brothers, right? Yeah. So I never, well, I don't want to say I never took it to that point because I think somebody people will hop in here and say, lie. <laughs> Lies, you know, in the fictional narrative that is, if I ever did any kind of hazing, um, people would say that you know I I you know I had a I had a uh, really good mental <laughs> component game that I would play. Yeah. Uh, so I want you to do. We're gonna hit you up with the link because I know they said some audio issues. We're trying to rectify that, but I hit you up with the link, and I'm gonna pose this question. Uh, to you, KP, uh, I read a lot of comments. I'm going to say I read a lot of comments on some of my, my friends who actually pledge uh, organizations. All those that more. And then their comments was like, like, yeah, I, like one girl, I guess a girl, one of their girlfriends, whatever, was saying, like, when I was in college, I remember having do one of my boyfriends at the time, like, hemorrhaging from his backside, and I had to clean my sheets. I was like, what the hell? Like, like he's bleeding on your sheet from his backside. What the hell happened to this young man? Nah, that's a... Oh, oh, okay, so that was like one thing I read. The other one was like, yeah, I remember how they were so sore that they couldn't even, like, move and just, like, collapse in my room. Uh, and and it, it was just, like, the, the whole aspect of doing something to the point that someone bleeds to someone I understand the mental. I understand uh, making sure that that person understands the history, understands the culture of the organization. They somehow coalesce together as a team in our brotherhood. But like, when when is too much? So, too much. Like, no, and that was absolutely too much. So here's the here's the thing that 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 I will stress in this um and and what my fictional idea of what a play process will look like. So one thing is you always stress the it's, it's really a, a you versus them mentality when you're pledging with the goal of becoming a, a us. So there, it's very contentious um, at points and times, but you always got to be smart about it. So so for me the the game was always about being smarter than and not and not being so so and not being like mentally like not being mentally weak at this thing and thinking about it in in, a, in the most practical sense. So so I'll give an example. Oh, um, escape from this room? Y'all, y'all didn't hold it. <laughs> right. Or, or, or you just like, you know, they're like, you know, you know, well, what's your, what's your, what's your brother's social security number? And you just say one, 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 one. And everybody says one, 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 one. And so it's like, it's a right answer. Yeah, because they stay together, and so that like does the like puts together that those seeds of brotherhood, that that collectiveness that you're searching for. So that's the biggest point to me was always about making those two people connect and develop a bond, 
and say that they've developed this bond through this. Not necessarily we developed this, you know, this bond, this fraternity, and then like we had to do this stuff. So uh, your first comments about long nights, uh, what do we call it? Uh, couple waters, um, you know, stormy nights, uh, you know, getting wrecked. Uh, <laughs> you know, those things happen, but it's still a point. It's like you always got to have your paw. So you know, there's someone that's always in charge the whole riffraff, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, they call them the director of membership intake, dean of pledges, however you want to call it. So there's always someone that's in charge, and they have to have their pulse on the people that they're bringing through, and they have to have their pulse on, like, what people, like, you have to know what, what people's limits are. I say, like, you get to a limit, you push them to this little limit, and then you push them a little bit past it, and then you just back off. And then, yeah. and then, you, then you start another day. You know, and this is like a new day. But, you know, like, I, I enjoy the movie because it's going to start the conversation that needs to happen about, about, uh, about hazing and hazing in black blood organizations and how that was going too far. Like, that was just going too far. Like, I would never, I've never spit on somebody in their face. I've never kicked somebody in their ribs while they were down. I never slapped anybody in their face. I never punched anybody in well, their face. You did a preface. I never kicked anyone in their ribs when they were down. I never kicked anybody. Like, what? What I was like? <laughs> I know. I was like kicking somebody. Like, like the thing was, that, I'm just that making was. Sure. I'm just making sure. That was very much not a part of what my mo was. Oh. My my whole thing was one about sacrifice and inconvenience. Those are the two things that I like to talk about all the time because I think that being a member of a black Greek letter organization is all about sacrifice. It's all about inconvenience. You're always sacrificing something. And you're always doing some stuff when you don't want to do it. Yeah, um, that might be mo a lot of black organizations. Period. So, <laughs> so if you get that, if you get that under your, if you get that under your belt, like that's what I'm always looking for, you know. Um, and and so that's the that's the big thing. So physically, you know, what I look like, like wrestling and wobbling with, with guys. Like, nah, that, that wasn't me. You know, I have some nights because you know. I was a jerk. So, you know, you have something nice where, you know. You got to do what you got to do. Right, right. And without this, you know, like, talking about this fictional um, occurrence that happened, uh, like, without getting too in deep in depth about it, I just think that Bernie Sands showed us what happens when this thing is disorganized. It's not organized. It's not it's not. It's not work. Like that is a direct result of or, of bad organization, and it's a direct result of people who are really weak when they're pledging, getting to do the pledging. Um, so that never fails. And in all my years, uh, I am 16 years into being Greek, and in all my years, that has never failed. The weakest person is always the person who tries to haze the hardest the next time around. Like, it never fails. It never fails. The, the person that sucks the most expects the most. And I don't know why. I don't know why it is. And, and well, there's some, some nature, nature things going on. And, like, oh, I, I got that, that um, the movie exists because uh, it uh, lets the conversation start, especially with young men and women who are about to uh, embark on that journey of joining an organization to their loved ones, like how much is this real and and like the conversation you're telling me is stuff that you know as an older person. But when you were like your D, <laughs> on 
Isaiah, she wasn't telling me, like, D, you need to do X, Y, and Z. No, nah, like, I, I don't think he was preparing me mentally. Like, like because I don't want to, I don't want to take that from you. And this is the thing: there's no uniform. Obviously, there's no uniform yeah, true, true. process across the board. So there's no uniform. Like, there are a couple points that you probably gonna have to hit on. Like, I'll be honest with you, I had a packet of like the Morehouse Alpha's information. Um, because one of the guys that, that one of the guys that, uh, I was supposed to, well, I can't even, um, somebody that I knew had that information and shared that information with a group of us and then decided that, you know, they didn't want to learn that information. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, so I had that information. I, I knew about, I knew more, more about more house history at first, um, because that was the information I had access to. Got you. But I'll tell you this, like, in the grand scheme of things, I was probably the worst, um, like, pre, like, pre-initiation, like, pre, I probably knew the least about the fraternity, uh, like, history. I probably didn't understand what brotherhood was really about and, and the profound effect that it would have in my, in my life. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't even look at it from that standpoint. You know, the guys that I'm closest that the, the people that I'm closest with within the fraternity are people, you know, like that I would have never plucked out of any, like out of any point, like I would never have plucked these people and said, these are going to be my closest friends going, going yeah. forward. And the fact that like now those closest friends aren't, you know, a lot of those closest friends weren't, weren't close friends when, when I was on the yard on campus, I was like, we were cool, we hung out, we kicked it. But as we become adults, it's like, that's the other thing relationships that you build as an adult outside of the college experience are kind of carry you. Now, shout out to Malik. Malik, I gave you that message because I went through another I, I had to get that to you. Like, it was still handy. I, I, like, I still consider, consider maybe one day doing, like, drag because it's just, like, a lot of my friends uh, are out there, but, you know. And like, I never discourage you and say that you shouldn't do it. <laughs> like, I'm always, I'm always saying that you should. Uh, yeah, yeah, that movie didn't help though. <laughs> uh, man, I can't see them grown men doing the other grown men, but I don't know. But that's, that's the thing. It's like that. Like, like not, I think you do that to an eighteen-year-old. Because you're naive. I'm like, like oh, I, uh. I never be out here telling no thirty-year-old man <laughs> come and get his ass with him. Like, nah, I'm good. Like, nah, you like. I'm a professional. Like me not knowing the history and saying that maybe. You got to let go. Yeah, that's understandable. Like me not, being at this meeting, that's understandable. Like me not, being inconvenient, that's it's understandable. Like I would never, I would never, I would never advise, tell, say, do like anything, um, saying like, hey, that's what you need to do. I got um, a question for you. If you go grad chop, grad chapter, and you go at homecoming, oh, uh, you got to know your surroundings. <laughs> But I mean, you go as hard because you paid. Look, you paid the money. You paid the money. You, you did. You did what you did had to do. So that's not. You go as hard as you want to. I can't go hard anymore just because I'm old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it yeah. has nothing to do with. And I'm like, look, like you know, like I'm, I'm old. Like, I'm, I am, 16 years into fraternal life. I only go hard at at reunions at my. <laughs> and that's every five years. <laughs> so 2018, I'll be getting back in shape, so I can go in. I'll get my up, so I can go in. That's it. That's all. That's 
all I, that's all you hear from me. That's all you hear from me. Um, but, but yeah, like, nah. But I, I will say this. Thank you, whoever the Bernie fans were. I, I just don't like the fact that people are out here uh, talking about it's not highlighting the good points of being in. Like, everybody knows that already. Everybody knows. We can talk about the good points all all day. But we got to talk about the ignoramuses and the, and the stupid folks who are putting people in hospitals and killing people. Like, that's dumb. Like, that's dumb. I can't agree with it. I'll never stand by it. There'll never be a stance that I'll take on joining an organization that I'm associated with. Like, I'll never say that that's okay. And, you know, the part about it that that bugged me the most about the movie, and I know I ain't really let you up here, I just kind of went off. But but the part about it that really bugged me the most was the fact that nobody took accountability when that kind of stuff was happening. Yeah, I was like, oh, just drop my, like, what? Except for one dude. What you're teaching, supposed to be teaching them, is accountability for their actions, right? Every action has a has an equal and opposite reaction, like whether it's positive or negative. However, when it's up here saying, like, the, the time you get to show that you are about this brotherhood, are you telling them to just drop them off at the hospital because you got too much stuff? Which makes you have to reevaluate the whole, makes you have to reevaluate the whole process that you're doing if that's the end game. Something like that. Nobody says like, well, damn, we just going to jail because we got to make sure this brother lives. Like that, 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 that didn't happen, and so that was that was the most disappointing part to me. Um, as well, and just switch gears. Uh, talk about disappointments. Um, the Michael Brown murder was a disappointment, but they had a new video that came out, and I I don't know how to really gonna take take what I saw. I, Try to analyze it for those who haven't been out there. They show another video from the convenience store where Mr. Brown uh, gives the clerk a package. We don't know what's in the package. We just know the man gives him a package. Mm-hmm. The clerk gives him some cigarellos. Mr. Brown goes to walk out the door, and then he turns around and is like, gives the cigarellos back. And then fast forward to the next video. You see him take cigarello and walking out. Right. And next thing you know, ooh, it was armed robbery. Stop that. And so I'm very confused about what happened, what could happen. I have ideas about what happened. But what, what, what the, the part that really bothers me the most is that, what, like, these clerks, like, they're just not going to come out here and clear his name. They're not. They're, they're like, like what, what happened to where they won't come out here and, and clear his name? Like, what did they say was going to happen to them for them not to clear their name? So so two kind of situations come up when I think about these clerks. One was it, it was like, uh, if you ever seen students that watched the hurricane, was it one of those hurricane situations? Like, yeah, what happened at the register? Nothing happened at the register. Who did you see? And they point out a picture and like, yeah, yeah, I saw him. Is it one of those situations or is this clerks being you remember when we were little, had the big T's right at the uh, convenience store, not too far from the neighborhood. And we used to go and get candy from there. And there was one particular clerk that if she was working, she just watched you, no matter what you did, all across the store like a hawk. And it was almost like, you can't come into the store even though we have money. And I was like, and I always had a leery, weariness about clerks because they always assumed I was up to no good. And a lot of clerks to this day, I still feel like they got their eyes on me. 
no it's bigger than the, like the the thing is not about the clerks. I'm thinking about all right, I'm thinking about the clerks and why they won't just say. It. But it looks like he has a based on that. It looks like he had a relationship. Like yeah. he had been exchanging basically weed because they got to keep him tied to drugs some kind. Of yeah. Um, but looks like he had, this is something that that had happened many times, multiple yeah. times, many times before, to where it wasn't even no no thing. And like I, you know, like I'm not gonna sit here and and and, and down anybody for selling weed or smoking weed. Um, <laughs> I think it's, a lot of people do it. Yeah, and it's and it's not uh there's not a particular specific to people of color. Yeah. Um, but I, what what is weird. They had access to the video beforehand. They just never showed it. So I think, I mean, nothing weird me out. I just. Because I, I don't think it really went, went for the narrative of that he stole. It almost looked like I left his cigarettes and came back with my cigarettes. Right. No, I, I never thought that he stole anything. Yeah, me, me neither. Like, I never yeah. thought that that was the. But the it, deal. it didn't play to that narrative of, of whatever it is that they wanted him to be because. We already know the greater thought pattern is even from a helicopter, I could tell that's a big, bad man right there. And that's so we know what that's going to be. So, of course, he, hmm, smokes, hmm, he was high, he was on some kind of drugs. I feared for my life, even though I have the training, I know how to, I'm supposed to know how to defuse these situations. Well, and then the thing is, all the looks six foot four himself. Like, like, come he, on, bro. He ain't even him and Mike Brown the same height. Like, like, but it's like bro. the same Just size. Duke it out. Duke it out. I, I like like like. But this newest video is disturbing because it it just goes to the Emmett Till narrative that that you know you just black and white people just can accuse you of anything. And right. and like, you are clerks white. And well, no, but I mean right. even if the clerks weren't white, but the cops just accuse yeah. like like accuse you of anything. I read this article today. Um, uh, in the root by uh, Michael, uh, I can't remember his last name, but it's on it's on the Your Black Is Our page. I posted it, but it was talking about how you know this new Mike Brown video gets released, and it destroys the whole narrative. And he talked about all the times and instances where um, white people's word are just taken over the facts, or they yeah. cover up the facts that, to support white people's word. But you have Barack Obama. Um, you have Donald Trump, a white man, calling out um, President Obama for wiretapping his phone. And, outlandish stuff. And there's a whole congressional inquiry into this. There's all kinds of stuff that's going on. Like the Senate owes it to, to the American people, but they don't owe it to the American people to get stuff right when like people have died, when people have lives online. Think about how trivial this wiretapping is compared to the – well, for, for us – it's very trivial, this whole wiretapping shit, compared to Black Lives, compared to Michael Brown being murdered in the street, compared to Trayvon Martin being murdered, so, compared to Emmett Till being murdered. Like, this is all trivial. So, so this uh, made me think of another article I read uh, recently. It was either Atlantic or the Huffington Post or whatever, just talking about the true worth of a black life. And it put in the context of Get Out. And in order for Get Out to even exist, that means cops aren't looking for black people, and which is actually a normal thing. That is said, even though what, black people are 13% of the population, we are like 45% of missing people. 
and you don't see us all on the news. Let one white woman be gone for 48 hours. Oh, my God, we got to find her. We got to find her. Where is she? Where is she? Where is she? But when it comes to people of color, it doesn't matter what gender. We don't really care. We don't look for them. And so they could be easily done whoever and whatsoever for all these years. So we could easily take over their lives. You would never know. We could be selling them in slavery. And no one knows right. because black lives don't matter. I know they keep on saying, like, all lives matter, but like, it, all the data will go against that proposal at yeah. any given time. It always goes against that proposal. Yeah, so I, yeah, and, and so I was, I, so, you know, I'm just, I was just taken aback because I, I kept watching the video. I kept watching it over and over again, like over and over again. Keep watching, keep watching the video. And I'm just taken back by it. Cause I'm like, man, like, like this dude got, got, like, got murdered. Like, I say this again. Do not, please, don't let my character be assassinated. <laughs> and then if I, if I die for this, if I die for this struggle, yeah. I die for the cause. Don't let them come get me, man. Be like, look, he had his faults. But no, don't even play that narrative. Be like steadfast. Like, if any of y'all, any of our your blackest out her audience, like. God forbid something happens. Like, I'm going to rep y'all to the fullest. I don't say you had your faults. I'm never going to say you you did it like you smoked a little weed back then. I ain't going to say none of that. All I'm going to say is he was a great dude, great family man, and these gang signs he was holding up on this on this, on this this photo was fraternity. Because <laughs> you know they're going to find them. They're going to find the crazy sound, sound bites. They go find the craziest whatever, because you already know. Oh, I'm, I'm like a, a black revolutionary freedom fighter. Like, they're going to make me into Stokely Carmichael, Fred Hampton, all turned into one. And I'm here for it. I'm here for that part. But they're but they going to make it, make it sound crazy, because you know they're going to find, like, that one song I did as a buddy. Like, I'm just making fun of, like, other rap music. It's, it's, and it's like, oh, my God. And he said the N-word 22 times in 16 bars. I'm like, we was a parody. They they probably won't even discuss like your degrees. <laughs> nah. Like like some black publishers like uh, had a bachelor's degree from Morehouse like they got, and, they and got, two master's degrees from from this other university. Like they got had to put that out. There. I just thought like like this is a terrible idea, but a crazy idea at the same Keep time. it in your pocket. Like no keep no your no, no, in your pocket. no. Like what if every picture I have online is nothing but like extra silly? And so at the end of the day, there's no thug looking picture or no me looking hard. It's like this dude's a cornball. <laughs> like y'all killed this cornball. Like nah, you cannot have a narrative when that guy looks like that in no. every single one of his pictures. He's look, he's looking absolutely they're gonna ridiculous. Be like, they're gonna be like, here he was with some sunglasses <laughs> on. <laughs> How menacing was that? Oh, look, that's like that's gonna be the narrative. Like every picture you're gonna see me post on Facebook is like gonna look utterly ridiculous. Like. Yo, he's wearing a goddamn quail man costume. I don't think that man could have possibly done what you said he did, officer. Right. He's wearing a goddamn oh he, God. he's a wine skirt right now, officer. But Come I, on now. But but you know, like I guess never like you like you never safe, man. So like that video is just a sermon. So always be on your so be on your your, your p's and q's and your your, your toes, man. Cause like they will manipulate some shit. All the time. Just to get some average white dude off. Like, that's the thing. Like, because he was a police officer, they had to let him off because this law and order thing has to stick. Yeah. 
so 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 that I think that was the I think that was the 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 cross oh. of this. I'm oh, sorry, oh, I just man. checked that score. Oh, I just I checked know, that I know, score. I know you had to do it. I know you had to do it. Come on, you know. Come on, get the Buffalo. Another article today was like white dude got caught with like 32 bricks of, of like of marijuana or something like that, and they gave him six months probation. I'm like, what the hell? You get 32 bricks, yo, like. If, if the justice system just was fair, maybe, but then again, we don't even get to make it to the court sometimes. Like, yeah, damn, we can't right. even make it to the court. They plead out. Like, try, like, like, try like, to hit you with that plea deal. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> like, we, we don't even get arrested sometimes to make it to plead right. out. Right. And then if you look at the uh, the Browder case, if y'all haven't seen uh, Khalif, uh, what's the last name? Khalif, uh, Ronald Browder. Uh, uh, from Rikers? Uh, the one, yeah, the young boy they put on Rikers that he refused to uh, cop cop the plea, and it was like, and they kept him in uh, solitary confinement two years, and he did his crime. Was it like a year and a half, two uh, years it, before it, you it, got free? Like got out, he ended up committing suicide. It had a great documentary they did on uh, Spike TV that if you didn't check out, which is real. Nah, I'm familiar with the story. I'm familiar with the story. Yeah, um, NPR did. Crazy. But just I, thinking, thinking about how they treat a black wife. And how they want you to do these things, but it's set up where even as an innocent person, the 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 penalties are so so severe that they've proven that if you make it to a jury trial and you really don't have people that really are peers, that they don't take your word for it. So they put in many, like too many people of color, mainly black people, have been convicted wrongly when they did the percentages. Mm-hmm. More more people of color are convicted wrongly than white people. Where they got overturned, and like, but why is that? Like, bad lawyering, or you just saw that man say it's true, like, nah, that ain't true. You need, you need more people. We don't believe you. Well, exactly. Yeah, when you're on jury duty, though. Yeah, you're you're the same way. That Negro. (laughs) He had his signature on the paper, bro. Already told you that dude was guilty. At least I was a spear. I I won't live that down, though. What? So I just got to let every black person go free? It, it's 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 to balance out it's to balance out the scales of justice. Nope. Yes, no, it is. sir. That is balancing no, no, out sir. the scales of justice. No, sir. Some people need to go to jail. That is balancing out some the scales people, of justice. Some people need to go to jail. All right, the cat that stole your car, yes, he needs to go to jail. Yeah, he needs to go to jail. Okay, but anybody else, like, nah, you gotta <laughs> balance out the scales of justice, bro. Uh, hey, look, I'm in a black county, so everything balanced. Some people get off. Some people get in, you know, like like I'm in a black county. So like, why do you think I live here? So I don't have to worry about balancing scales. My mayor black, my my councilman black, my my representative is black, my county is black, my judge was white, <laughs> but the prosecutor was black, the defense attorney was black. I'm saying it's pretty black justice system around here, man. But the other part of it is uh, like. Like no, nah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, what I am saying is, I get that man a second. Like these, these white dudes out here murdering people. Sure enough. And walking away. Oh, and, and you, I would love to be on that. No, but you, but you, you throwing a book at a little young nigga that just, I just throw the book at just, anybody. Just, I call him. <laughs> a young brother, like you just throwing the book at a young I brother. Throwing the book at the I dude. mean, that that got guilty. Like that's what you said. He was. All right, now nah, he's throwing the I, book I at I looked him. at the evidence with my logical mind. 
that boy was guilty. Man, this is a but you can't have a logical mind when it comes to the justice system. There's no logical mind behind it. It's like we operate on the logical mind because it's like it, it's the craziest thing to me. You present evidence, but black people the only so made, black people are the only people that don't want to like that got to do it by the book, right? Like we got to do it by the book. Like always. why? Why are we living off this rigged system where these cats kill black people at any given time? And and ninety eight percent of the time get away with it. And, and look, and, and you and you can't in your world not to commit this one violent or nonviolent crime. All I'm saying, like it wasn't even a violent crime. Like he didn't go beat no women. He ain't do none of that. He yo, stole some property. Yo. The attorney should have did her due diligence. Like made sure I make it on when they asked me. They asked me who has been a victim of auto theft. So you were biased. So you were biased anyway. And I told them that. There was no way you should have been biased. I told them that. The prosecutor got me on the jury. So I'm sorry. I told them where I stood before I walked in the room. I I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, that's always going to bother me, man. The the time that you have to take a stand and make I, I, I really, I, I, well, I'll tell you like this. And make it a swing to bend to justice. Have some pissed off white people. No, 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 I time. really, really was like, yo, they got really convinced me that this young man did it because I got to go to proof. But when they present the evidence, I'm like, yeah, that dude guilty. I'm sorry. When they present the evidence to, when they present the evidence on, on, I was, I was, on Trayvon Martin, they present the evidence like, like, I was like, on that jury. I I, I'm just jury. saying, like, there's just a, a level of reciprocity that we got to get back. Man. Man, We're talking about nonviolent offenders, man. We're talking about nonviolent offenders. It was on the jury, so let's see what happens. Hey, Amen. Yeah, it, it, it was a lot of black people on that jury. It was probably only three white people in that whole jury. And and they voted guilty. We all voted guilty to go one thank, out of 12. Thank you to that Everybody one person. Everybody voted one out of 12. Thank you to that one person. That dude was guilty. Ah oh, man, we lost. <laughs> damn, damn, damn! So we speak, lost about one point. So speaking of losses, healthcare. <laughs> yeah, fourteen million losses. Actually, it's super a, losses. It's a preliminary estimate of how many people are going to lose their healthcare under the new Republican Trump care, whatever you want to call it. We're talking about fourteen million yeah. folks. Yeah, it's. But I, I think the thing is. There's two different arguments going on. I, I'm trying to be as objective as I possibly can. Republicans are only concerned about lowering costs. The Democrats were concerned with people not being insured. I think if the original bill was presented that we're not going to, it's actually, some of y'all, y'all thought it was going to go up. No one want to hear that, but some of y'all thought it was going to go up. But it's going to open the door for millions millions of people have never had insurance to join the system. Nah, you know America and, don't operate cause, like cause that. we're very individualistic. We, we talk no, no, it's, it's the whole, like, it's the whole thing that everybody views everything as a as a pie. And if your piece of the pie gets smaller, like, like every everything is viewed as a pie. So if your piece of the pie gets smaller, then you're, you're fretting about your pie being smaller. Because we always look at it in pie when it's not when these are not pie situations. 
But we always have this ingrained in our head that everything is a pie situation. And if you're getting less of the pie or you're contributing more so someone else is helping people, like that means you're getting less pie. So it's like you're getting screwed. And that's not the way, that's really not the way that you should look at these types of things. So go ahead, I'll, I'll let you. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I was looking at two pundits argued today, and one was like, we're really going to lower the cost. And the other one was like, you're talking about cost. These people never had insurance. Now they feel the opportunity that they can go. So the that you're putting to them, that catastrophic event that happened, they up going to the room, charging you a lot more than your doctor mm-hmm. And I'm going to eat that cost. Somewhere on the line, and, and I remember that the whole people were homeless. These are all true. And someone used to say that here's here's the thing: if you insure more people, and you insure more people, you can get preventative care. Like the more, so the more it's like like look at it as a pot. The more people pay in the pot, the less. The, the the less it costs people to the pot. So if the if the total cost for health insurance is is uh so let's just throw it like small numbers so I can my analogy. So the total cost of, of health insurance is a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But you have, you know, uh uh a thousand people in it, that means your cost is what? Ten cent a penny or something like that? Yeah. My math. And that's how we need to look at healthcare. Yeah, like we need to force everyone to actually get on healthcare. Right, well, well, I, but, mom, but that's what single payer does. Like that's what single yeah, payer, that's, that's what, single payer system does. This what it really screams. This, this debate shows how flawed with these mobile insurance companies and all this really is. That right. it has to be a single payer system. A single payer system, the only system in my head that actually makes sense. And the, and the other thing is, it's like I, I'm I'm one of those people that like. Nine times out of ten, like I may go to my yearly checkup, may go to my yeah. yearly checkup, but I need catastrophic events to happen if I'm if I'm gonna go to the doctor. Like I grew up on drink some orange juice and go back to sleep as the as a <laughs> cure for every <laughs> ailment that that ever ever happens. Like that, yeah, like that's that. what I grew up on. So so the the idea of going and getting you know, like prostate exams, all these kind of checkups. Like that's lost on me because that's not even how I grew up. However, if if we have that type of preventative care, you catch cancer early, you don't have to go through all of these, Actually, these no. treatments. Like you catch, that's why, you know, people are talking about going and getting mammograms, like self-examinations, like going, going and doing all the preventative care that you need so that you don't have these type of problems. So I think the narrative of, I think this healthcare narrative got lumped into this, um, you're carrying people who don't like who don't have you know like who don't have insurance like and 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 you are but let's carry them at the smallest possible rate yeah like you're gonna carry them regardless so whether you're Republican Democrat rich one percent all the way down like if you're paying taxes you're gonna carry everybody yeah. who's going to these emergency rooms and don't have health insurance you're carrying them already so so instead of Instead of carrying them at a thousand dollars, let's carry them at a hundred dollars, and 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 do some good with it. Yeah, and this, this, my my thoughts, like I listen to the arguments, like oh, if you go to this, you're not gonna be able to go to your doctors. 
You won't go to go to the doctor, you choose, and everything like that. And I started thinking, every time I change a job, I got, uh, most times I got to change my doctor because I'm on a different system. So I'm already not really going to the doctor I choose. But then I start thinking, and we're all on a single-payer system. I'm going to go to the doctor that I want to go to because I'm going to probably go to the best doctor that's closest to me. And it doesn't matter what network they're in because you're all in the same damn network because we're all on the same payer system. So how does that take away from my choices by us all being on the same system? Like, like I, I don't – it just seems like, oh, they're going to ration out your health care. Like, some people are going to go to the doctor a lot more than other people right. as they need to. Like, like, all I need to go to the doctor, a real talk, is maybe twice a year <laughs> at, at the most. Get this tech, and then maybe if I get sick and I need some antibodies or something. That's all I need. But they make it seem so long and drawn out right. to, to do that. I mean, that's that, that, that a very weird, like, you know, it's a very weird, but I think, and you can't change the mindset. It's like these people have it stuck in their head that it is this way, and it's really not that way. And and it's, and it's stupid. Like, we will continually play more for health care because the more uninsured people you have, then they're never going to go to the doctor except for when it's a catastrophic event. And all that cost is going to get passed on to all of us who are paying taxes and have health insurance. And no one's, like, no one's smart enough. Like, where are the smart people in the room that are just going to go up and say, like, that's the stupidest thing that we heard? We're beyond facts right now. And all I can look at is, like, bill they propose is terrible. Like, is Obamacare great? Nah. But it screams to me because they constantly harbor on the fact that you passed that law with no Republican support. And I always say the law he presented with all the Republican ideas you presented as the antithesis to Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. So he gave you all your ideas put on paper. I mean, and then you were like, nah, I don't like it. And the only thing that screams to me, oh, because it was Obama ideas. It's so, and he really I don't know took, if that's racism or you were just that part I mean, of he really took, uh, well, I mean, the, the, it became like, I, hate, I always say this, um, hating President, excuse President Obama became the new black. Yeah. You know, that was the new black. It's so damn stupid. But it, it's not at the benefit of America. And as I'm looking at the thing is, we're not talking about, so the thing is, we're not talking about, like, like you're, you're wrong to think that, that any politician has fitting America as a number one, number one priority. Uh, so that that's that's disingenuous and and, and yeah. not not like for you to even have that. No, thought. no, I, I, so, I, so I, I think both parties are, are screwing America. In so it's about ways, but at least the health care bill helped people. This one of the few bills that was like, damn, yeah, you really right. helped the people. Right, no, with I, that one instead of and I, I, I and so like this new bill, like more tax and said like tax. <laughs> Like, I, I just don't understand, like, people complain about where their taxes go. Like, when you give tax breaks to Rich folks, wealthy individuals, then it's like the middle class picks up that tax burden. So it's just like, I don't get how you can ever espouse about. And, and, and this comes from, like, you know, like, the, the sad thing that's happened over the past 10 years is that the Republican Party had an opportunity to actually reach out and get black support. Cool. Like 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 ten years ago, had an opportunity. Like like going after after the GW after the GW, like they had an opportunity. It was right there for them. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they elected Michael Steele as chairman. Like, oh, and, they threw, and I don't like him because of that. They threw him under the bus so fast. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, but he, he, yeah, he shook that off, though. I mean, yeah, yeah no, I think no. he was expecting that. No, it's but, cool. It's cool. but no, but Michael Steele, like, Michael Steele had nothing. Like, we, we got, Michael Steele got, he got, uh, he had weak candidates at the GW. Like, like, come on, man. Like, he had, like, I mean, John, well, John McCain could have. John McCain could have won the election. He just, he just he went against Obama. No, he and picked no. Sarah Palin. Yeah, he picked Sarah Palin. Like he left. Oh my God! If he would have picked Lieberman as his running mate, they would have won. Oh, that would have been that would have been like, yo, I go beyond. Right, that would have been the dream scenario. He could have brought in so many independents. He would have brought in so many. Like he would have brought in so many center leaning because the Democratic Party was moving towards the center. And he would have um, brought in center. And he would have right. So 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 he he would have been Republican. He would have been conservative center with a uh, independent Lieberman who has Democratic leanings, and I think they could have taken that election um, easily. Be- that, be- because against George W. the second. No, 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 no. It would have been against Barack, Barack Obama. Yeah, no, no, because then all they would have to do, all the narrative had to would have to been painted was that Barack Obama wasn't ready. Like wasn't ready, wasn't ready. But you picked uh, an imbecile to be vice president, and oh, then. God. And then he, after he, the he, then after the black man got elected, this just became the party of hate. This came, became the party of we hate black people, but 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 we we cold worded we hate black people. Man, I I don't know. I think with Barack Obama is that people who didn't realize they hated black people, they were like, oh man, I, I don't have no problems. But when you got the biggest position in the land, he's like, holy moly, I am not comfortable with this. I thought I would be. I thought I was. No, I think I don't think that there was ever a point in time where a white yeah, person yeah. wasn't comfortable with like like they they were like oh man maybe I'm not uncomfortable. Nah, it was like it was like this. It was like, this. like, it was like you lost their damn mind. But it was like you couldn't talk about so. I mean, like you couldn't talk about just outwardly hating black people, right? Yeah. Like that wasn't that wasn't the cool thing to do. It wasn't yeah. cool to get around your white friends unless you were like car care member of the KKA and talk about how you hated black people. Like you know, like you didn't know what your your name was, but then it became you can't hate Barack Obama because he's a and and, figure. and 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 so now it gave voice and it gave a, a platform for all of this that was just stored up inside of them, and then it came out, and then black people who were thinking about joining the Republican Party was looking at uh, like, like whoa, like that's what what you doing? That's how y'all really, like that's what happens when when like oh I could be a a House of Representatives guy, maybe a senator, you know, but I can't be. I can't be that guy. I can't be that dude, right? So, so yeah. So like that's what to me that's what happened. And then and then it will be comfortable. So like oh oh well, well Sally down the street. None of us like none of us really like black people. But we could say we but, don't like but, Barack Obama. But we could just say we don't like Barack, Barack Obama. Obama. Why don't you like Barack Obama? Cause no, politics. I think he's dividing the country. Like, like how? Like no, he's dividing this country. That's not what's going on, because he's because he's giving black people pride, and I think that was the other big issue as well. Like he was inspiring a whole group of um of 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 a whole generation of black people to have pride in just being black, and I think that that was and that you can accomplish anything being black, right. you know which. Which was the narrative that white people have been trying to sell us all along, well, you, and then you you get the ultimate black poster child for this, and you and, and you, then you, you hate him. And you lost your damn mind. Like like, like you know, no, he's the ultimate. Pull yourself up by like the bootstraps and, and make your way out in America, guy. 
and and I thought that everybody would just rally around him because they could say like, Yo. you could be Barack Obama and like shake their unapproving finger finger at so, you. It, it was so ridiculous the fact that I never heard anyone bring up something like a birth certificate. I was like, y'all have completely lost your mind. What can we do to delegitimize him ever reaching this position? And then, and then, and, however, like, we've never questioned anyone's birth certificate. But, and, and John McCain was being born in America. We was like, that's cool. But but we we got but we got this whole thing about you know our current president like like not having to release anything, not having to do anything. Like so yeah. it's a it's a very so we're in a very you know it's a very interesting space because because it it just shows like what what this like what is really going on in America like. Like what is really like it it, it unmasked a lot these sentiments that 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 this Bitter. fear that white people have like white people have this fear like they are afraid of what the future of America could be like because they view power as a pie and it's not a pie like like equality equality is not a pie like if I get equality that doesn't mean you get less equality yeah we're just both equal. Yeah. So it's not a it's not a pie, but like that just goes well, to show. But that's been the sentiments of this country going way back to the eighteen hundreds. Like even when let's say you think about the Great Migration for all the black people leaving the South, thinking they'd find better opportunities, but as soon as like things started going bad in the northern cities, race rise. So it was like you can't escape racism regardless of where you are. I I like when people always say that Democrats did nothing with black people. And I always like say, we as black people know that there's white supremacy in both parties. Right, yeah, we we just right. trying to find <laughs> the best way to kind of wiggle right. around this joint. Right. Here's like, the like, other thing that it. people don't like, you know, we both, you know, history majors and we study study history, but like the great migration to the north for factory jobs wasn't indicative or specifically for black people. Like a lot of poor white people move, a lot of poor white people from the south Wanted these good factory jobs too, yeah. and and went up there and too like like so it's not a um, I it's I think it's interesting when people talk about like you know they talk about you know bike migration moving mid city and cities like Chicago and going out to California and I'm like look there was poor white people from the south that was going too that that was gonna go try to catch their fortunes in in wherever too like so that's a that's a whole different that's a whole different thing but I. You know, going back to this white paranoia, um, of course, the, the, the president of the United States, you know, uh, uh, the president of these United States of America, our reality TV star president, uh, recently, you know, made the acquisition that, that Obama had um, uh, wiretapped Trump towers in the head of the election. Uh, he still has not provided any evidence to suggest that he did or did not. And... Uh, and now he's walking back those statements. However, we had, you know, and this is the March Madness episode, so you know, we're talking about madness. Uh, so we have Kellyanne Conway suggest that the microwave machines, microwaves, like the actual heat your food up microwaves, <laughs> were being used to spy on. on, on and, and it just goes to like, so while this is going on, though, you know, there's an executive order that was written. And so, like, Donald Trump, like, setting the record for executive orders, like, period, under any president. Like, it's just, like, executive order every week. Um, there's an executive order um, that gives 
that gives each department the autonomy to actually like uh, dismantle any programs in that department if they think it should be handled by the state or by free enterprise. So, so if they think that the market needs to control these things, and and, it, and that, that that hit every. So while we're talking about wiretaps and President Obama, no one's talking about no one's talking about the crazy ass executive order that was just like signed. So basically, basically it says like if I run the Department of Education, I get to go in and take a look at everything in the Department of Education. If I think it should be better run by the state, by local government, or by uh, private companies through free enterprise and capitalism, then I can eliminate that out of my department and say, hey, this is now something that, you know, states are going to control or that um, we want companies to control. And and I can only imagine, like, I need to get on. So if you own a company right now, be willing to pivot because there will be a lot of opportunities for you to do stuff that the government <laughs> previously did uh, and could regulate, and now we won't have that to worry about. It, it's always say that privatization free enterprise are very, very great for certain industries. Other industries, it shouldn't be uh, privately running the education. It shouldn't be privately running the prisons. It shouldn't be, uh, you know, privately running a lot of these things. Like, I, I don't see what the, the greater deal is other than we just kind of surrounded ourselves with, uh, by greed. And so I guess the solution, everything is uh, get money, um, get money, and uh, get money, and then, you know, let your, your let your money do the walking like uh, Bill Gates does. Bill Gates sees a strong passion for education, and he tries his best to try to figure out things he can do for education, one way or another. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, but the man trying, and maybe that's what we got to do. We got to figure out how to get money so we can try to solve these ills because these these dudes don't care. Yeah, and they, and they never did. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that'll, that'll and be the one it. dude who really did care, they hated so so bad. And he only kind of cared. <laughs> I mean, he had to care enough. <laughs> he had to care enough. Um, oh, my God. Oh, Jimmy Carter cared. <laughs> and he only got one term. So, so that's not... Every other president, I don't think they really cared. And the thing is, hard. I think that he got dinged on the most of the Iran Contra scandal, and he had negotiated the deal already, and then they held it up until Reagan got... So, <laughs> like... Crazy. That's, 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 that's man. crazy, man. Like that's crazy. They play with them people's lives, man. But they just show they don't yeah, care. They'll yeah. play with them people's lives. They don't care as long as it ain't their life. But I would let me emphatically state this: equality does not mean you lose a piece of the pie. Equality means I get my pie, you get your pie. We both have pie. That <laughs> is equality. That's not I'm taking half of your pie. It's I get my own pie. I just want my own pie. I don't want your pie. I don't want half your pie. I don't want a piece of your pie. I want my own pie. And that's what equality is. However, speaking of equality, the new season on Underground. underground. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait till tomorrow. If you haven't peeped Underground, it's like a black Mission Impossible set yeah. in slavery. So, times. It's, but so it's, season one was like Black Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yes. Like everybody on the, like, spoiler alert, so I don't know if you had seen it or you hadn't seen it, but but uh, everybody that, that you know, create this making seven and they all gonna run away and everybody had their own little like thing that they right that they brought to the group and it's crazy like man it's probably the one of the best shows on tv right now i'll constantly say this about underground it makes me one it presents slavery for the harshness that it is uh that was the first show 
where I really thought, like, damn, being in the house is actually worse than being in the field because you can never be your true, authentic self. You're always on for your white master. You're always on. While in the field, we just be singing songs. We figuring some stuff out. I can kind of chill out and be myself amongst the people because they don't want to be in the heat with me and all this kind of stuff. But in the house, like, you could be uh, you could be physically assaulted at any time, sexually assaulted at any time. And you just got to grin and bear. You got to listen to people say the most racist, uh, terrible things about you. You act like, yo, you want some OT stuff. And I know that's I did a, I did a lot of studies on passive aggressiveness of why microaggression and what in microaggression I'm talking about slaves in their small rebellions of putting poison and glass and urine and feces into the food of their masters passive aggressively like now I'm not about to run but you I would, ain't be, <laughs> I would be out of pube hair every day <laughs> like you want the most because they would be pube hair every. <laughs> Every dish. Every dish. <laughs> Yo, know, they said the sweet tea is sweet because they were actively peeing in the tea. I would make it. Damn, I would make <laughs> it. So they put mad sugar in it oh, to hide the taste, but you can still chuck it to yourself. You drinking Man. my... <laughs> I mean, I just, yeah, I would, I would, I would be giggling to myself the entire, like, I'd be laughing to my brother. But, but oh, the other thing that I also thought about slavery, I told you this before, is how every sector of society End up ends up being complicit in slavery. That even the poor farmer ended up having to the succumb to the Fugitive Slave Act, one of the worst laws ever created, because he's so poor that even though I don't like slavery, slavery is actively hurting my economics, my personal economics. I need to capture these slaves so I can get this this money to I keep the, my farm. I mean, so I think the other themes that that they hit on, like the the black ingenuity. Yeah, but uh, the, the courage of spirit, like, so you know, you walk away like a lot of times. A lot of people don't like watching stuff that's like specifically uh, like dealing with, like a lot of black people sometimes don't like stuff that's specifically dealing with slavery because I think deep down inside, it's still a lot. Of, it's still a trigger for a lot of black folks. Wow. I mean, because I think that that stuff is in ingrained in your it's, DNA. It, it is in our DNA. Science approved so, it. So, but, so this underground actually shows like like shows like this ingenuity, this fighting spirit. It's not docile. It's not. These aren't docile slaves. This isn't. This isn't your your your. Uh, uh, we just gonna we just gonna work it out until like slavery. This is like people like doing whatever they gotta do to be free. And and I think it's a it's a it's a snapshot and a metaphor to what's going on right now. So I encourage you Go guys oh, yeah. to watch the show, but the, continue the, to do whatever you gotta do. To be free. In this episode, the the second season, they had pivot. They brought Harriet Tubman into the mix. Look, they Harry, had, Harriet Tubman having the best year. Look, look, and Frederick Douglass. And Frederick Douglass. So they like they running they running that Frederick Douglass. Man. Like we gotta thank Donald Trump for putting Frederick Douglass back like, into the public consciousness. Yo, like I wonder if he ever read that narrative and what does he think of Frederick Douglass assaulting mm-hmm. his slave master? Like he whooped. His slave master behind and then ran away. And now, and then as a slave master, you're like, I know that dude. He's speaking now. He's an abolitionist in in the paper. And he's he hanging out with Abraham Lincoln. And he, what the hell? And he still ain't come back. So Freddie <laughs> Douglas must have really put them hands on him. Like, 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 nah, man, I'm good. Like, you good? You free, dog? You, you, you. Like, you try to become friends. It's like when you get into that fight and that dude beat you up and then y'all become friends. Oh, speaking of, hey Stanley, what's up? <laughs> shout, shout out Stanley. <laughs> we still cool. Man, I was like, 
did he lay the hands on his master to the point where he just walked away, or did he run away? Like you're like, nah, and you ain't gonna follow me. Doty, doty, doty. It's freedom of pride. Right. Come get these hands again <laughs> if you want to. Like, boy, boy. So go see Underground, man. Watch it every Wednesday night on WGN. Yeah. And I'm I'm about to go into my sunken place. Because <laughs> you know lost about one point. One point. You can't go to your sunken place based off of basketball, man. Man, this is like you gotta be is, out of your black consciousness to be in your sunken place. This was a huge. This was a huge um, thing for my school, man. Like I've never seen the alumni as charged up, and, and and I'm just mad that it's over. You know, they were so charged up. I'm mad that it's over. Um, but excuse me. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, no, I got choked up for a little bit, man. But this has been your blackest hour. Your blackest hour than that. Um, I'm KP. I'm Mr. Brown. We'll see you next Tuesday. Yup, yup. We had our music. We got music. Got that music. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.